Warning, the following content is not politically correct. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome back to the channel today, everyone. So I have a very special guest um, who I will be bringing on here in just a second. Uh, but first, a word from our sponsors, which today is the Tuttle Twin Books. Teachers seem to prioritize teaching wokeness to your kids. You have to take your child's education into your own hands. The Tuttle Twins have books that teach them history, sound money, personal freedoms, and more. Use the link in the description and get your books today. Alright, so my guest, uh, you may have seen her. She's been all over the internet lately. Um, she actually reached out to me last weekend and we had a great conversation, so I, I had to get her on. So, Taylor Silverman, welcome to the channel. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So, like I said, you've you've been kind of everywhere lately. Um, your your story has gotten a lot of attention and and worldwide attention too, right? Yeah, that was very unexpected. I didn't think it would blow up as much as it has, but it's been a pretty crazy past week. Yeah. So why don't you just kind of give a background of um, what happened and and why you decided to kind of speak out and everything like that just kind of give a quick background for that for everybody that doesn't know who you yeah, are so as well. um so i skateboard i've been skateboarding for 11 years competing for several years and in the contest series that i competed in at the end of last year that i had competed in a qualifier this was for red bull cornerstone and i placed first in a qualifier in my home state of detroit michigan so i was invited to come compete in another qualifier and the finals in Lincoln, Nebraska at a skate park out there. So the day of the qualifier at Lincoln, Nebraska, I placed first. And in the first two qualifiers I did, the trans competitor was not competing. They had competed in different qualifiers. So I wasn't really made aware until the day of the finals that there was a trans competitor in our division. And the way that it worked out at the end of the contest series this person placed first along with taking prizes during qualifiers and for best trick prizes. So they took home $5,000 of the prize money that was meant for women, like the biological mm -hmm. women. And I took second place, which I pretty much knew that was going to be the outcome before it happened. And I had taken home um, in total $2,750, which I'm grateful anytime I make money skating, but to have that big of a cut in your paycheck because of this, it, it, was, it was hard to deal with. It was hurtful because I felt like no matter how hard I worked, I couldn't get what I had earned and deserved. But um, for months afterwards, I remained silent and kind of talked to people in my life, wondering what to do, considering speaking up, and eventually I emailed Red Bull and brought it to their attention that, you know, this had happened. I didn't know if they were completely aware of the whole situation or if it was something that they just didn't want to talk about. But I explained the whole situation, how much money was affected, and they just didn't ever respond to my email. So 
I waited and waited and finally I decided to go to social media and make a post on my Instagram because I'd had enough and I felt like somebody needed to speak up and I'd put I'd been put in this position where I kind of felt guilty not saying anything because I felt like this was the position to say something in. So I spoke up and the post just blew up like crazy. And there's been dozens and dozens of articles and a bunch of YouTube videos. And I have like somewhere between 10 and 15,000 new followers just in a few days. So it's, um, it's clearly something people care about, but yeah, I think people were waiting for someone to say something. And I just happened to be the person who was in the position to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think, um, nobody in your position, no, no women have really been speaking up about this. And, and I think a lot I, of I've people are getting couple. frustrated because of that. Well, the, there yeah. was the Virginia tech swimmer, but it wasn't, she spoke out, but it wasn't necessarily her race that she lost. You're the, and yeah. then there's been some high school students that when they, they in Connecticut as well, but yours is really interesting because yeah, you definitely, um, made a lot of noise when you when you did that now you said that it wasn't it was mostly hateful comments initially uh, people attacking you for coming out um until well, it finally got into the big circles right <laughs> exactly it was between the followers that i already had when i first posted i think i had about somewhere around four thousand followers on my account when i first posted this and immediately within like the first hour or two I lost like a hundred followers and it was all hate comments and people were people who I've been friends with for years saying terrible yeah. things about me that even things that weren't related to the post at all, just saying terrible things about me out of nowhere or saying anti-Semitic comments out of nowhere. And I was a little nervous at first, but I was thinking to myself, I, I know that there are people who understand what I'm saying and know that this isn't, a, like a, an attack. I'm not trying to be hateful. I'm trying to just be honest about the situation that we're facing here so that we can come up with a better solution than what we're doing right now because it's not working. And yeah. once the post started getting shared, then um, by like some bigger accounts, then a whole bunch of support came in and I was getting calls to go on the news and talk about it, which was shocking. I didn't expect all that. So I'm still like, a little um, shocked by everything that's happened in the past week. But at the same time, I feel like this needs to happen. People need to share their stories. And even if this does nothing else but raise awareness, I think that's a pretty good start. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Because um, like I said, people have been started to get frustrated um, because there's a lot of us that do speak out, but we're not the ones that can make effective change. Um, I've mentioned in the past too that, I mean, we talk so much after the fact, after this has happened, but then we don't really raise the examples. Like there was a cycling competition that they basically banned the trans person because all the women said, we're not going to compete and it would yeah. shut down the event. And so that's what they did. And, but that didn't get very like any airtime because it wasn't the outrage factor that. It actually what happened I mean, that's what we need to be promoting and stuff like that and in yeah. your stories to to highlight the people who are standing up and you know saying this isn't right 
Um, yeah. Now, I don't know necessarily the the physics of skateboarding and how um, how there's an advantage, but I saw Tim Pool actually commented on it, and he is a skateboarder, and uh, I guess hip angle and strength in terms of pulling the board up when you're doing ollies mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, I just know that when I watch skateboarding, like on a vert ramp, there's a reason why men can get like 10 feet and females are still like 10 years behind. And yeah, it has I to mean, do with biological advantages. We're built completely differently. And also women are more prone to injuries in skateboarding. It's something that yeah. Tim was talking about on his podcast as well. So, you know, and another thing nobody ever talks about is our periods don't stop for us to go skateboarding. <laughs> Sometimes we're going skateboarding. We got period cares and stuff. No, I'm just playing. But like, that's true though. And we're just built completely differently. There's a reason why women's divisions exist. And I think it's important for them to exist because sports are more than just, you know, going out and having some exercise, playing sports, like builds character. It helps yeah. you to learn how to work on a team in certain instances. It builds your confidence. And that's what skateboarding's done for me. And I know that regardless of what sport girls are passionate about, it can be a really positive tool in development. And I, I, I was really, I wanted to mention, I don't know if we've even told them yet. The reason I reached out to you was because I saw your video about Leah Thomas. And when I was first feeling like I really need to say something about this, it was important to me to hear the other perspective. So I got on the internet, did some YouTube searches, and I came across some videos of people talking about um, why they thought that trans women should be able to compete in sports with biological women. And I was thinking, these arguments aren't that good. These points aren't that valid. And like me, like anybody else, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But for the bigger picture here, these points just aren't that valid. And then I accidentally just stumbled across the videos of trans women speaking up about it and speaking out about it. And I found your video, which was really helpful yeah. to hear your perspective. Because one of the things you said was, if you're not speaking up about this because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, that's wrong because girls are getting hurt or not. I don't know if that's exactly, but kind yeah. of paraphrased. And I needed to hear that to feel like my voice mattered in this. So thank yeah. you. Uh, well, and I, 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 I appreciate that a lot because um, like I told you before the stream, like when you reached out on Saturday, I, like you said, I had already been following you on Instagram. So when you reached out, you're like, Oh <laughs> yeah. I, when I saw it, that, I was like, Oh, she already knows. It's, it's your story. Um, really inspired me. I mean, it inspires me because I, I do believe that this is what needs to be happening. More, more people need to be speaking out. But when you reached out to me and, and told me that, you know, it, you had seen my video, I, I was actually floored because, um, and, and because I didn't even know I had that much reach, like people are finding my videos and stuff like that. So that, yeah means a lot to me um and i always take some of those screenshots and put them in a motivation tab just to keep me going to remind myself you know why i'm doing what i'm doing online um so i appreciate i, I do appreciate you reaching out um yeah, i think but, that a lot of people have seen your video and haven't reached out but it really it's important to hear different perspectives on this and hearing yours and just how honest you were it it's inspiring and it's helpful to see people who are using their voice because it's a scary thing to do.
Yeah. And in that video, I remember I apologize because most trans people aren't, aren't going out there to take away these opportunities. Um, and I, I, I said, I would stand up with any female athlete that spoke out and yeah. I am a person and, on my word. And that's why I said, absolutely. See, I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I don't feel like I, I agree with you that, um, this isn't representative of all trans people's opinions on this. And I don't think that any trans people owe me an apology for this. In fact, yeah. I think the competitor who competed in this, they were just going by what Red Bull was allowing them to do. So yeah. I think there really needs to be some things in order. And I'm sure that this person had encouragement from people on the other side of this debate to do it. So it's probably a difficult position to be in either side Absolutely. of it. So I like yeah. I stressed on Piers Morgan, the first interview I did, I said, I don't want people to go hate on this person. I just want people to try to understand the bigger picture of this and that the reason I'm speaking up is because I know this is going to have negative consequences for for girls and women on all levels. And yeah. I feel bad that I was put in this position. I feel bad that I have to speak up about this because it's it's not a comfortable topic to talk about. And I think we need to all get more comfortable talking about it because yeah. it's, yeah, it's I, like I all, always labeled as being hateful, but I'm, I'm, I don't feel hateful. I just want people to understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. And I always use it. I, I talk a lot about what I consider kind of an 8% rule. Um, I think it's been mm -hmm. kind of proven by, especially in the, in social media, it's narratives are shaped by the most extreme 8% of a population. So when you're talking trans people, the most extreme are the ones getting all this attention. And you see it, you see it in the backlash that you've received in the comments. Um, I didn't receive any on Instagram, but I, I saw all it, all the same comments. And that's the thing is it's all the exact same comments, which it just, it looks like a bunch of people have a bunch of bots. And then they just, whenever anybody posts like your name, it will automatically like spam bot. Yeah, and stuff. a lot of them aren't even related to what I'm talking about. Exactly. It's just personal exactly. attacks and other insults. But I, I was worried, too, when I messaged you, I, I think I asked you if it was okay if I tagged you in my story because I didn't want people to go attack you. And I actually, I was really curious about what kind of experience you've had as somebody speaking up about this, have you received backlash from your own community or is this oh, not yeah. really something that happens aside from offline or online? I mean, well, offline. I mean, I don't, I've not, I've not really, usually people are really cool offline. I don't really get into these types of things offline, but online. Yeah. yeah I mean, I've been called all the same names as everybody else. I've been called transphobic. I've been called a turf. I've been called all this stuff or a self-hating trans person is probably what they say the most. And honestly, it's not even usually by trans people. It's usually by the the allies of trans people yeah. that are speaking about it too. Um, but And I I've have been... to imagine that like most of the comments on my posts are from people who aren't trans. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say most of them are. <laughs> I, I've seen some from trans people on both sides of the debate too, but um, I think the majority of the comments with how many comments there are, it's probably people who aren't trans because trans people are a pretty small percentage of the population. Absolutely. So, but this is and, why they do it. They, they, they will come out and attack you a lot more than they'll attack me. One, it's hard to attack me if you're talking trans topics because yeah, it's, it's, it's a little it weird to call <laughs> a trans person transphobic for just their opinion. 
but at the same time it also kind of comes into i was never part of their group and like you said people that you've known for a long time they almost feel betrayed by you so they will attack harder yeah as you and it's it's and when you talk about cult and cult like mentalities it's like you've now left that you like you've betrayed that group that you were in i don't know where you were or anything like that if you were actually part of a lot of that woke group or anything but it's like you i they think there's a lot were. of skateboarders who are kind of in that yeah. woke group and they just assume everybody is yeah well because skateboarding kind of started as like counterculture type stuff yeah right? it's so, and yeah. and it, it is in some ways still there are people who skateboard in all sorts of different ways i was talking about in another podcast how there are people who hate that skateboarding is even considered a sport and think it goes against skateboarding and what it stands for completely and there are people who make it into like a profession and a sport and there's everything in between too and that's actually kind of cool it's a very diverse mm -hmm. thing but um yeah, it's I've evolved actually, a lot i've seen a lot of that too um i tried to skateboard once so oh I yeah know how hard it's never it too late to learn to skateboard just well, saying well i can i can drop in i can do all that stuff i actually tried to start a so, start a skateboard company when i was in college um what and yeah, so I actually have some longboards and stuff at the house too. So awesome. Okay, so next <laughs> time we, I, I we was do a video, it'll be a skate meetup. <laughs> you know, absolutely. I, I don't think I'm when the best I'm skateboarder either. It's been actually a little bit weird to me how um like some of the media's covering it like I'm this like amazing world class professional skateboarder, I think is what Piers Morgan said. And I'm an am skateboarder, although I do make some money yeah. doing it. So it's been interesting seeing how media jumps on it before all the details are out and how they cover it. Yeah. But um, I actually felt like because I'm an am, because I'm not this big name with all these massive sponsors that are just going to cut ties with me if I say something, it put me in that position that this is a, a level high enough that I was losing money, but it's not really a level high enough that I'm going to like lose all these big sponsorships or something. So yeah. I felt like it was being in that am position that allowed me to speak up, but that is true. You don't, you don't all have sponsorships. So. Yeah. But like you yeah. said, you don't have sponsorships to lose, but you're still losing out on money that again, I think what people miss when they're making some of these comments is this was, it's a, it's an event to promote female skaters. It's to pro, that money is for, is take, it's taking away opportunities from females to give it to a male. Um, and, Actually, has Red Bull reached out to you? Red Bull had called me um, right before I did the first interview. I received one phone call, and I haven't heard back since. But uh, it, Eric from Red Bull, who I'd originally emailed, called, and he had said, like, hey, I wanted to talk to you about what's going on, the email. And um, he had said something about trying to reach out to me before, but I told him, you know, I never got an email from you. You never called, like. I, I don't think I missed you. I think you didn't reach out, but he said that it was really a complex issue. And I, I told him, and I was being honest too. I said, you know, I, I really don't have time to talk to you right now. I got a schedule yeah. full of things I got to do now. It's a little, it's a little late to talk about this, but I said, you still respond to my email that you never responded to and we could schedule a time to talk. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just felt ingenuine because he didn't care to hear what I had to say until it became a big news story. Yeah, that and see that happens, but it, it's it and it's sad that you had to go through all this just for them to even hear you. Um, yeah, but it's 
honestly, that's probably typical even of just most companies because I will call, I'll email, and when it doesn't work, then I post something on Twitter and I get a response within 20 minutes. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's just generally how customer service seems to work in a lot of this. But- yeah, and it was important to me to, like, actually try to reach out to them and try to have yeah. that conversation in private. But when I realized that it wasn't going to happen, I I didn't know what else to do. I thought, well, social media. And I thought this will probably cause some public outrage. But next thing I knew, it's like being reported all over the world. Yeah. Well, at that that point, you're just like, I mean, nobody knows who you are. How much? Yeah. How big could this actually get? And then. Yeah. But you you get it gets a hold of the right people and it can it can spread like wildfire. I've met some and talked to some really amazing people who have been trying to raise awareness about this and educate people more about this because like Tim Poole, he skateboards. So talking to him and him understanding exactly what I'm saying has been great. And I mean, talking to other athletes um, who play other sports too, and just talking to all the people on the news who agree with me because they see this as an issue that is going to affect like young girls and the next generation of girls in all sports. It's been yeah. a lot of really good perspectives and it's been eye-opening for me to see how many people really care about athletes like myself. And I'm, I'm really grateful. Like even talking to you, I was, this is one of the ones I was most excited about. I reached out to you, you didn't even reach out to me. I but know, I wanted I know. to thank you because I, I was nervous and I thought this might go really bad, but when I realized that this is actually working and I thought she was right, I, sh- I, sh- I was right to speak up. So Absolutely. I wanted you to know I, that I, I had seen that. <laughs> and I appreciate and it. Now, it after you reached out, I was like immediately like, yeah, let's let's get you on the channel. Like, come on. Yeah, I didn't like, expect we, you to like, invite me on the I, channel. I was thinking about inviting you anyways, because we had we if you watch again that um, I was on that call on call and app with yeah. Ariel, um, Christina and um, Colin, Colin Wright. Yep. last maybe Thursday is when we did this and mm-hmm. we had talked about it and we like she had just mentioned kind of you doing like the full circuit so I know like I, I hadn't reached out to you yet because I've been busy with politics and stuff but I was like you reached out and I was just I was like I said I was floored um but I wanted to kind of pull this up on screen real quick too because this is what's key about Red Bull's situation is this was back in when was this? Um, 2015. Red Bull had has an initiative to try to get more female skaters, like specifically. Mm-hmm. So with them doing this, how, like, it doesn't make sense that they're promote like they're not they didn't even write you back when this is their stance. Like this is how this is how they feel about female skaters. Yeah, I think I think it's um kind of speaks for itself that they're willing to, you know, put that out there. But when they actually have an issue come up, they just ignore the person trying to have a conversation about it. But yeah, it's disappointing because I, I mean, it's great that they do the contest and I feel like it's probably a difficult position for them to be in also because they are trying to just navigate it and not, you know, get hate or support everybody be inclusive. But, and there's also uh, girls within the contest who are okay with it. Like we see that even um, on the swim team, there are some girls on the swim team who like support. 
And I, I'm not sure if they really understand the bigger picture and the effect that this could have long-term. But, um, and I understand they wanna be nice to their friends. They wanna be inclusive to their friends. And I want to be nice and inclusive also. But I think in you know yeah. contests specifically, that's the area where we have to draw a line to keep that fairness for girls and women. But even yeah. to tokenize the voices of women who are okay with this and ignore any other view is also unfair. It's one thing to bring both to the table, but to say, well, some of them are okay with it, but only one of them's complaining, so she's the problem. It's not fair. And there's also people no. who stay silent, which I understand. No, you're absolutely right. And I think some of that, even the ones that, because they're not really speaking out. I think when people ask them, they just don't want to sound insensitive, right? They don't want to get the hate. I think some of the people might just be indifferent about it and they're not doing it for, I mean, their spots, it, they're not the ones that are getting their spots completely taken away because maybe they're not the ones that are almost winning. And that's I true. Think that's These aren't people who are on podium. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I want to clear up for everybody too, because I see a lot of the comments, like you took second place at this competition. Like that's where I think a lot of people a lot of the comments have it completely wrong. Like they're saying that you weren't even on the podium. So um, yeah, there's, there's a lot were, of weird comments that are just, I don't know where they're pulling from, but <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm just agreeing. Yeah. No, I've seen some weird no, stuff. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I think there is a little bit of a delay, but, um, but yeah, it's, it, it is a little bit interesting. I think people are trying to find anything they can to try to make me seem invalid. Like, posting about contests from years ago results or like um, being upset about, I don't even know. I've seen people, they're, yeah. they're being anti-Semitic. I've been, I've seen people who are just like attacking me, calling me ugly or saying that I have terrible style or I dress bad. And I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Well, like, what and, is, and how what is a contest those, how I did three years ago have to do with anything? Yeah. What was that? And how many of those ones that are commenting on looks or anything like that? How many of actually, I mean, I see it a lot. How many of them are actually anonymous accounts? A lot of oh, them. Oh, probably a decent amount of them. I also think that it, there's a good possibility that a lot of the people commenting are even like young people, like kids. Because, yeah. you know, kids get influenced by this stuff and they just want to be inclusive. And, you know, as a kid, I remember feeling like a total outsider. So I could imagine like, not wanting to make anybody feel like that and not really understanding the potentially bad consequences of keeping this situation going with um, women's sports. So, you know, kids, uh, they might not be able to grasp the full thing and want to come to people's defense, but I, I don't know. It's not the first time I've been bullied by teenagers. I got bullied by teenagers <laughs> when I was a teenager, so. It is what it is. But there's yeah. a lot of adults, too. It's it's kind of disappointing to see the amount of adults who are writing such hateful things. And I've seen hateful stuff from both sides. And it's both of it is bad. Like, I don't condone any of the hate, whether it's people calling everybody a bigot, whether it's people actually being transphobic in the comments and taking it to a place where we don't need to take it at all because that's messed up. And this is literally just about sports contests with women. So... I don't want people to think that I like am cool with either side of that, but 
There's nothing yeah. I can do. There's so many comments. If I just went through and deleted every mean comment, they'd be back by the time I was done. Yeah. And uh, what you start to realize when you've been in the public eye for long enough is there's, there's no reason to even... Uh, People expect you to kind of moderate your comment section, but that's unreasonable to do. It's completely. it's a difficult like, thing to expect when yeah. there's that many. There's like, I don't even know at this point, there's like 30,000 comments or something. That's, it's, yeah. that's unmanageable. <laughs> and then on all my other posts, there's a bunch of comments. And it's like posts that are completely unrelated from long time ago. And people are leaving just hundreds and hundreds of comments. Yeah. So, I mean, they're just going to, they're just spamming your, and honestly, I, I wouldn't, if I was you, I mean, I would just have everything turned off. It's like, just let, let the comments roll. Well, there's, there's a lot of positive comments too. And I didn't turn it off and I haven't like deleted anything. Cause I feel like yeah, it's kind of proving my point about people not speaking up because they get bullied. And mm -hmm. I think it's showing the reality of the situation that I'm talking about and why people are scared. And I think that the public deserves to see this. And if people are really comfortable enough to click and put that publicly on the internet, I'm not responsible for that. I'm only responsible for what I'm saying. And it yeah. does make me really sad to see hateful things when I'm like scrolling and it's popping up and I, I only see it for a second because I check my notifications and they just keep, you know, going and going, but yeah. I know there's no way that I can get rid of all of it. And I would hope that people will hear me out and try to be more respectful of one another, regardless of which side of the debate you're on here. If you're on a very extreme end of either and you're being hateful, I hope that you realize it's unnecessary, it's unhelpful, and maybe you can go back and delete those comments because that's not gonna get us where we need to be. Yeah, it's it, all it does. It does the opposite. It does the opposite of what they want to do. It it just makes it harder to find a it solution. It, it divides people, people more. Totally. More. Yeah, it makes people dislike you more. So that why are they going to listen to you if you're leaving these hateful comments? It's like you're supposed to be you're, you're preaching tolerance when you're not even being tolerant in these comment sections. So why would I, you know, respect goes both ways type thing? And you will, yeah. you'll see, you'll see the extremes from both sides. I'm sure you have, you see the, the, the full blown trans activists have, are, are, are a lot of what you saw. And then now that it's been mm -hmm. picked up on the other side, it's like, you'll see people saying hateful things to trans people, which again, is, yeah. It's, and using awful terms. It, and, yeah. yeah. It's like, that's not where I stand either. So yeah. I think that it's important that everybody, regardless of your opinion here, be respectful. We're all human, okay? And we're just trying to work through a situation that is a fairly new thing we're dealing with. And yeah. I think that we need to all get more comfortable talking about it in a respectful way because we're just trying to maintain fairness in women's sports and girls' sports and also trying to support everybody because yeah. I, I don't want anybody to feel excluded. I don't want anybody to feel attacked. I just think that this is a big enough issue we're seeing across the board in all different sports that stories like mine really do need to be heard. It's a difficult position yeah. to be in, but I had to make that decision. And it was a huge weight off my shoulders to speak up. And I think that 
it would be for a lot of women who feel the way that I feel. No, I absolutely agree. Um, now, do you know, um, does Red Bull or does Red Bull actually, um, do they have any regulations on like when trans people can compete or anything like that? Like, do you know if, I mean, cause they don't, I'm assuming that they don't do like, you know, PED testing or anything like that, especially in amateur no, competitions. It's, yeah. It's like you just show up and sign up and qualify or like register online beforehand. It's that sort of thing. So I, I do not know. And I, I think that that, that would be like a start to start thinking about that. If we're going to have trans competitors or even I thought, um, you know, it's not really female athletes job to solve the situation, but something like skateboarding, there's a lot of trans women who skate. It's actually really cool that there are so yeah. many trans women who skate and perhaps there could be some sort of event for trans women to compete against each other. And if that's, if people don't agree with that, that's just one idea I'm putting out there because everybody is asking me what I think. But yeah. um, I think that could be really cool. I think it, a lot of people would be into that. People think people would sponsor that and people would support that. Yeah, I absolutely think so. I mean, even even if not that, you could have, especially in amateur competitions, because there's different ways to do amateur competitions. You could definitely mm -hmm. do a, a a separate category if there's enough trans people that want to compete, but you can also just make it an open category. You know? Yeah, there are some contests like that too. But this one specifically, the way that they that I was advertised it was that there was a women's division. And they told us that this contest, they were paying the women the same as the men also. So there were two distinguished divisions, men and women's. Yeah. And it kind of felt like a slap in the face when they told us like, you know, we're going to pay the women the same prize money as the men. And then I realized, well, we have to skate with a biological male. That's pretty ironic, actually. Yeah. I mean, like, it sounds <laughs> like they're, advertising taking, they're, they're trying to take same. some steps, but they're, they're kind of missing that one aspect and yeah yeah but i mean i i feel like if i were if i were the one organizing contest i would be a little stumped about what to do with it too if you have people who are so extreme and angry on both sides but um yeah. it's clear like even just outside of skateboarding if you look at all the other stories that we've seen we've seen uh, i know swimming boxing biking track and field now skateboarding, surfing, and I'm sure there's a lot of other stories that we haven't even heard yet, and there's ones that I don't even know of yet, because this is yeah. something I just started learning more about when I saw what happened to me and when I saw the swimmer, and I knew about Fallon Fox. That was one that had actually kind of made me a little bit upset when I learned about that. It was a little um, shocking, but... Um, yeah, just seeing yeah. that and also hearing from all these parents messaging me on Instagram saying, you know, I have, you know, this many daughters and they're this age and this is something that I fear that they're not going to get to experience playing sports or even people who say their kids are going through this and that their kids don't even want to play sports anymore, that they're feeling discouraged and like it's not worth it. And that's really sad to me because sports were a big part of my life growing up, even before yeah. I skateboarded. And I think they're so important. And I feel like I don't want to be the last generation of girls to have that. I think it's important yeah. we fight for the next generation too. I agree because that's what that's one of the things that when you see a lot of people saying, well, 
skateboarding's a skill-based sport. My phone just my phone just went off, but it should be okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're good. I apologize. Um, no, you're fine. So I think that's one of those things, and you see a lot of people saying, "Well, skateboarding and stuff like this is skill-based sports," and like we talked about earlier, that's not necessarily true because there are advantages um, between the two sexes. Um, but what was I gonna say? I lost my train of thought, but let me see. Um, That's okay. I, I distracted you with my phone ringing. I apologize for that. I'm just going to double check to make sure it's on silent mode really quickly. Okay. No, you're fine. We should be good. Okay. But, um, but, oh yeah. So that's what it was. So, um, but if you're good, but if, if that's the case, then why do we actually have two divisions? I mean, they yeah, set two think... divisions for a specific reason because there is an advantage, and that alone just tells you that it should. And if you're putting biological males in this category, um, and I always separate it, as, especially if they've gone through male puberty. Yeah, that's um, where the big difference comes. Advantage. Yeah, mm -hmm. puberty just destroys. And, and I, I mean, I was a former athlete too, so. In skateboarding specifically, this is like a sport that, we've come a long way to even get to the point of having women's categories. It wasn't that long ago that there weren't enough women to have a women's category. So women were just thrown in with men and, yeah. or we didn't have the opportunity to compete at all. And it's, it's something that, you know, even just culturally, it's harder for women to get involved in skateboarding because it is male dominated. So women who do it, do it because they love it. And yeah. because it makes them happy, because they feel good doing it, because it makes them feel good about themselves. So it takes a lot of passion to be involved in skateboarding, especially as a woman, because you might go to the skate park, depending on where you live. I'm living in the Midwest. I know a lot of times I go to the skate park, I'm the only woman there. There are no other women or girls there. And it's been like that yeah. for years and years. And I'm lucky I've traveled to places where there are bigger communities of girls. And in the past few years especially there's been a lot more girls starting to skate and like that's the sort of stuff that red bull's talking about and wanting to promote but when they miss this issue they don't realize how much this really hurts us yeah absolutely i mean i because i remember shoot i don't know how much older than i older than you i am but yeah i remember it there was never really women's categories and a lot of stuff um i think snowboarding was the first one maybe mm -hmm. in the early 2000s like i was in high school in the early 2000s but and we used to i mean but yeah we used to snowboard and stuff all the time i, I actually probably know some of the skate parks that you that you that you go to but now yeah so. <laughs> I, that was exciting to hear that you skateboarded so you snowboard also i used to i haven't skate i haven't snowboarded since probably 20 years but <laughs> okay no yeah, it, it I, hasn't I actually been that long, i started but... out snowboarding because in michigan it there are brutal winters so you have to snowboard or ski or find something some sort of winter yeah. hobby well and that was um we, i kind of created <laughs> a lot me. of that stuff for we were wakeboarding a lot because that's what oh, I, that's... I actually wanted to talk to you about that a little bit too because i uh I live, I mean, I grew up in Michigan too, so not far from Really? Where, what yeah. part of Michigan are you from? Uh, I'm, I'm from the Flint area. Okay, so you're from the other side of the state. Interesting. Yeah. I know you a lot said, of people from You said from you're from Flint. Detroit, right? No, I'm from Kalamazoo. 
Oh, okay. I did the uh, the qualifier I did was in Detroit, but I had to drive like three hours to get there. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, Michigan's a pretty yeah. small state, so <laughs> it's like if you skateboard, you've been all over Michigan because you have to drive three hours to get to like the bowl or the vert ramp. They're all it's spread out. It's kind of the same with it's kind of the same when you go on snowboarding or anything like yep. that because there's not a lot of mountains there. You kind of have to drive a little bit. Yeah, the yeah, place about I the snowboard winters. is it's just a hill, <laughs> not really a mountain, but yeah. it does. Yeah, that job. is what it is. Yeah, it's it's a they're good hills. They're good sized hills that are kind of made out of quarries and stuff yeah <laughs> yeah there's some good ones on the east side and up north there's a lot of good resorts too but i had no yeah. idea that you were also from michigan that's interesting yeah i'm i'm a i graduated from central michigan so wow yeah i um <laughs> yeah Did that it's, it's always cool to meet people from michigan Georgia. yeah i feel like everywhere i travel when i meet someone from michigan i'm like oh my gosh like i well, live i live here where do you live <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's we're the only ones who get that but yeah i know nobody that's watching this are going actually most so, people that meet somebody from michigan they're like where are you from it's like, they're like do the hand in thing. your in your video you talked a little bit about like your background in sports giving you some perspective on this what is your background in sports so i um well i wrestled from the time i was four all the way okay. through high school um and i was a state placer in wrestling but i uh, so I mean, you went and did up, like the the palace at auburn hills state champion stuff i know some yes. wrestlers <laughs> i i use i've been there and watched those state champions but i probably went a few years after you but yeah, just we, to watch that wasn't yeah it was it was i mean it was great i was i was good there i mean but i've always been just kind of an athlete i mean i yeah, soccer, I mean, baseball, to be a everything in state champions up. wrestling that's impressive that takes a lot of work yeah, but I mean, I played all different sports. Um, I actually played football my freshman year of high school, mm -hmm. but at and I was I was kind of fearless again, being more of a wrestler. But I'm only five five, so I was kind of small oh really? For football. <laughs> yeah, it's funny when actually, you see four, people but... online, you never know how tall they are in person. I've like met people yeah. before and be like, "You're so tall." Or... That happens to me all the time too. So because yeah, I meet people, they're like you're tiny. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> five, five is perfect. There's nothing wrong with any height. I'm about yeah. five, seven. So I'm a little bit taller than you. Yeah. I mean, and that's, well, that's even the same. If you see pictures with me next to Ariel, she looks so short because she's like five, one and I'm like five, four. And she's it, only five, <laughs> one. Oh my gosh. Everybody <laughs> on YouTube. I just imagine them being like very tall because you only see them from the chest up. I actually, yeah. I'm going to meet her when I arrive back in America uh eventually we have some plans <laughs> to get together to do a video i'm really excited to get to that's see awesome person. yeah that's awesome she was one She's... of the first ones to share my post also i didn't expect people to actually see it when i tagged them but i guess that she noticed yeah. well that's where i first heard your story was from her instagram post i believe um mm -hmm. and and then yeah so i saw that and then she asked me to be on that on that channel. Well, then I saw Christina and Colin start pushing some stuff on Twitter. I wish I, I would have seen there. that one. I think I was probably sleeping. <laughs> I'm on well, a different yeah, schedule here, so. Well, that's, I know you. That's it, it's what two a.m. there. It's uh, <laughs> I was probably getting close to three two forty-five. I don't know. Whatever time we started was about two a.m. 
but yeah, so it's I'm on a, I'm on America time, so <laughs> I sleep in real late these past couple of days, but it's been all right. And that's, then I get yeah, to take off great. Shabbat. I'm very excited for Shabbat because I don't have to film anything. <laughs> that's and great. everyone was so respectful, all the journalists and everyone who reached out and was like, we need to talk to you now. And I was like, you're going to have to wait till after Shabbat. And they were yep. like, oh, yeah, no problem. We'll get back to you then. I was yep. like, wow. Yep. Yeah, I mean, people get it. And that's... Um... <laughs> But when they're reaching out to you, you you, you got to learn to control your schedule like that too, right? <laughs> yeah. And I didn't expect all that all at once. You know, I went from just like having no plans on my vacation, doing some skateboarding when I felt like it, to getting phone calls nonstop and messages pouring yeah. in. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to do the best I can. And I still have a bunch of unread messages. So if like anybody who sent me a message... Thank you. And I wish that I could respond to every single one, but I've been able to scroll through some of them and it really is helpful. Like you were talking about uh, like screenshotting certain messages to look back on. Yeah. And I think you were saying something about that. And that the mm -hmm. same here, like seeing what people have to say and how supportive they are. And also just knowing how many people are praying for me right now. It really does mean a lot. And I do feel that love and that support. So if I wasn't able to respond to you, just know that even if I didn't see it, I'm very grateful for you taking the time and the energy to do that. Yeah, that's, that is something, uh, and see, a lot of people would just tell you just to stay out of comment sections. That's the first advice that I got when becoming more public, yeah. um, more of a public figure. But see, I guess, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I have thick skin, so I can see whatever comments they are. Um, but it is, it's when you find those needles in the haste, like you find those uplifting ones. Yeah, I take a screenshot, put it in my motivation tab. And and it would be, that's something that I would recommend anybody that wanted to do this is like, get something that does that because you can look at these comments and it keeps you going. Like you can look past all those other comments if you see that one that one good comment, like that really yeah. uplifts you and, and it's, supportive of you. It's it means more than I thought it would. I didn't think that would be one of the things that would help me to keep going through this, but it really has yeah. been. And I know that like, even when I saw the messages on the post switching to more support, I was thinking a lot of these people, they could potentially have people come to their page and start leaving nasty comments and leaving them messages just because they're writing something, but they still want to show their support that bad. And, they still yeah. recognize that that's how they're going to outweigh the hate in the comments. And yeah, like, I, I know that's, that's not something that everybody wants to do. And there are some people who just send me a private message and say, Hey, I can't, can't let everyone know yeah. that I support you, but I do. But the yeah. people who are not afraid to be public about it, like, thank you. I really appreciate it. I know that you can get backlash too. And the backlash is crazy, but it's just words. It's just bullying. And you said you have thick skin. My skin's getting thicker through all of this. <laughs> and I know that, you know, a lot of these things that people are saying, they're not true. So they don't really hit as hard yeah. when you know that it's, it's not the truth. Exactly. I get more upset seeing the comments that people, that people take or go after you for than what they say about me. Cause again, it's uh, when it's about me, I'm like, whatever. I can actually laugh at a lot of the comments, but when it's about somebody that's, like you who is doing something that's so great and is 
you know, you never, I mean, you, you didn't really ask to get this much publicity, you know, you just kind of put it out there. And like you said, you didn't, you tried to do this behind the scenes with Red Bull and it never did anything. So, but the, one of the biggest things that I've noticed too is, um, and I've heard other creators kind of comment on it too, is in a lot of ways, I appreciate some of the hate comments because when you do this and I don't know what your plans are, in the future and we can talk about that in a second but when you when you do this for a long enough time and you're trying to grow your following and you're trying to do all this stuff the more comments you get the more it bumps you in the algorithms the more people see your post and that's kind of what's going on yeah i i did think about that that um like people writing comments probably don't realize that that's what's happening or they really believe that everyone seeing it agrees with them but that's not yeah. the case and it's yeah. just blowing it up more and having more people with bigger platforms share it in a way that they're supporting what I'm saying. So yeah. it kind of goes both ways. Like people share it and I get more hate, people share it, I get more support, but either way it's it's getting the story out more. And exactly. it's crazy how social media works because I think that if I could have posted it on one given day, it could have gone and just got lost in the, in the sauce of the social media, yeah. but it blew up and here we are. But um, I think that it blowing up shows that this is an issue people care about a lot. I think that it's an issue bigger than skateboarding. It's an issue a lot bigger than me. And it's something that we need to be able to talk about. And when someone talks about it, they shouldn't be bullied like the way that we've seen on my post and I don't really take that stuff personally. And a lot of it is because when it's through a screen, it's not really the same. You're just reading yeah. something off a screen. But um, also like the, a lot of these people don't know me, even the people I've met, like they don't know me that well. They're just yeah. passing judgments off of skating with me a couple of times and then being upset with something I said, because it goes against the way that they think. But I don't take it too personally. I'm sure you don't either. And I see like you saying that you feel worse about the comments directed at me. I actually, I feel bad that there are a lot of trans people who face backlash or who potentially people think all hold this opinion and people like think, you know, trans people are bad or malicious because of that, which isn't the case. Most trans people yeah. are just living their life and want to live. I mean, I would imagine I'm not trans, but it seems as though that's the case that you just want to live your yeah. life as who you are and as comfortable yeah. as possible and take whatever steps you need to do that, which is something everyone should support. Yeah. And, and you're right. That is why a lot of trans people don't speak up because a lot of them are living stealth and they would have to come out of that bubble that they've created for themselves. And that's all they ever wanted to do was be stealth and being above in there. And, and so they don't yeah. speak out. Uh, but it's one of those reasons why I did decide to speak out is because I knew and I saw that there was a perception being created about trans people that it just was, it's not true. And so mm -hmm. um, I, you know, decided to start doing YouTube and, and speaking out as well. Um, this was back in March of 2020 that I kind of launched my channel and started speaking out, but you're right. I mean, it, there's not a lot of us out here speaking against it, but that's because a lot of people, don't, most people don't want to receive the backlash. Um, that's as simple yeah. as what it is. Yeah. Now, have you, oh, go ahead. Saying, have you, 
attempted to reach out to the person that did take first place? I I didn't reach out because I. What are you supposed to say? Well, did they? I, well, that's another question. I don't know. I don't. Do they even know that it's them that you're talking about? Probably, but do are they even I think aware of the media backlash? I think that all the news and stuff dug and found out all the details, but I didn't post any of the details. I didn't post this person's name yeah. or anything. That was stuff that the media went found out. But I, I thought Red Bull was really who I should address it with because I didn't feel like it was this person's fault because they were yeah. just doing what Red Bull was allowing them to do and probably something that a lot of their friends were encouraging them to do. And that was yeah. why I said in the interview, this this isn't something I want people to direct hate at this person for. This is something yeah. I want Red Bull to know is not the way to organize these contests. And it puts all of us in a bad position. And I hope that this person is doing okay. Like, I don't want them to be suffering because of this. I just hope people understand where I'm coming from and the bigger picture of why I had to say something. Absolutely. Yeah. So... Are there any skate competitions that you're looking at coming up here pretty soon or what? <laughs> I mean, are you, are you nervous to get back out there? Like what's, what's your feeling going forward now? Well, I, I don't think I'm going to be doing any Red Bull contests anytime soon. I have a feeling that's not going to happen, <laughs> but that's okay. Honestly, another reason that I spoke up is because I'm, I'm 27 years old. I know that I'm not going to be doing skate contests forever. And I'm at an age now where I'm kind of, getting some traveling done that I wanted to do and working on some other goals that um, I hope to share with people more in the future. But um, like right now I'm here in Israel and this is a dream of mine that I've been working towards for a while to get here and get to spend some time here and see what it was really like. And if I wanted to potentially spend even more time here. So I want to focus on that. I want to focus on the important people in my life and whether I skateboard in a contest anytime soon or not, nobody can take skateboarding away from me. I skateboard almost every day of my life. I love it very much. I'm sure that I will do another contest at some point. Yeah. I recently did some stuff here in Israel, but it was just for fun. It was a really fun time and um, my first time being involved in events here. But um, yeah, we'll just see what happens. I don't have uh, anything set in stone because this year I kind of just took off to Israel and then just didn't take my return flight home. And I'm, I, I can't stay here forever. There are like legalities yeah. involved, but I, I am here now and I'm having a great time and just trying to enjoy this because this is something that I've been working towards for so long and I'm finally here. I want to enjoy this time. That's, but that's I also awesome. want to, yeah. I want to, you know, keep momentum going with the story because I think that, you know, I, I reached the point that I really felt like I needed to say something and I'm here when I said it, which I felt more comfortable saying it here because I don't think there was going to be like an angry mob outside my house here. But in, in America, who knows? That's I, Yeah, yeah. I so, don't know. I, I mean, but that that is, uh, yeah, it's you go on vacation to Israel that you work so hard for and then you're on media all night. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been crazy. But um. I'm still getting to skate and do a lot of fun things here and enjoy this country. So that's awesome. I, um, I'm actually jealous. That's like Tel Aviv is like on my top of my bucket come list. Out. So yeah. You would love it. <laughs> it's beautiful. Everyone would love it. It's an awesome place. And Tel Aviv is a really cool city. Yeah. That's what I've always heard as well. It's 
get out there, travel a little bit out there. And, and like I said, it's on the top of my bucket list. So, but it's, it's awesome that you're getting out here and doing that. Um, what do you, I mean, now that you're kind of in the media, do you have any plans to kind of do more? Um, what, I mean, what are your, do you have any plans? Like, well, do you know what your next step is now? <laughs> I've been considering how to, how to go about it. And I know that, um, you know, with all the messages I've gotten and all the new followers, I know there are a lot of people who want to support me and whatever I do. And there are people who want to hear me use my voice more. So, um, I do plan to do something. I'm not sure if it's going to be a YouTube or a Patreon page, but I'm going to take some time to get through all the news and podcasts and stuff and some appearances when I get back to America. But hopefully I can start something along the lines of a YouTube or a Patreon like that to make some more content for people who want to see more. Yeah, that's awesome. I just wanted to highlight um, Darcy's comments as well from another trans woman who thinks that there is a uh, issue with sports as well. So like I said, it's, there's there's a lot of us out there who are definitely feeling this and, 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 and you're absolutely right. And, you know, we got your back. I have your back. And I, I, I love that you, uh, I love that you reached out to me. I'm, I'm so thankful, you know, and, and I'm just, I'm just glad to hear your story because like, uh, it's definitely inspiring. And I think again, more people, we need more people like you out there kind of speaking up and, and, and speaking your mind now, hopefully, I mean, I would hope that Red Bull gets back to you and maybe you guys can work together to come up with something. Um, yeah, and if cause... Red Bull's listening, I'm available too to consult. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the main thing here is I want I want there to be a solution. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was a bit angry with what had occurred. And being called once it blew up, it felt like not the most genuine thing. And I also it, still wondering, why didn't you ever respond to my email? And now at this point, you know, if you, do, if you are listening, Red Bull, if you do call Red Bull, you need to email me because I'm going to have to fit you into a busy schedule. So... Um, I, I wouldn't mind talking to Red Bull and I want people to know this isn't supposed to be like a hate campaign on Red Bull or a, like a hate campaign on this athlete or trans people in general. This is just meant to be a call to action to preserve fairness in girls and women's sports. And I just happened to be somebody who was second place in an amateur skate contest and was put in a position where I felt like I needed to speak up because I saw something unjust happening that I've noticed is a pattern we're seeing in a lot of sports. So like, I hope that we can actually make some progress. I hope that this isn't all in vain. And I hope that this hate isn't all for nothing because it is heavy to see all that hate whether it's the hate yeah. directed at me or the people arguing with each other and seeing the, the supportive stuff and the nice messages really does help to alleviate that heaviness. But even just seeing how much hate there is in the world, like nobody wants a reminder of that all the time. And we really got to work towards to stopping it so we can, you know, live all in harmony and yeah. also just recognize, you know, facts and reality and where we should draw lines with things. Absolutely. Um, now one thing, so I was recommended this book and I really recommend it for you. I've kind of started diving in. So Chrissy Mayer recommended the book called, so you've been publicly shamed. Oh, that sounds like one I should read. 
Yes, I mean, because she, she said it helped when she first got when her, at, for her first canceling because after the first time it becomes a lot easier to deal with and everything. Yeah, like yeah, and that's kind of what the book the kind of the book puts it into perspective, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been interesting because some of the time, and I haven't gotten too open or vulnerable about this, but I, I don't see any reason not to. This is something that happens to a lot of people, and I mean. There are stories of people who have had far worse things happen that I feel inspired by throughout my life. So, you know, knowing that things could always be worse, that helps. But also there's moments where I'm just sitting and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. Like if you Google me, there's a million things about me and there's photos of me and that's really crazy. And all these people know my name. And there's so many people in the world right now who despise me, hate me, who who want me to harm myself or want to hurt me. And it's just a, a crazy thing to wrap your head around and accept, but that's what I'm doing because that's what I have to do. I can't take back anything yeah. now and I don't think I'd want to anyway. I think that this is important yeah. enough that it needed to be said. But um, yeah, I'm sure you've, you've dealt with it in, with the things you speak about and speaking out about this topic specifically also, it's pretty intense at first and then yeah. you kind of get used to it. Yeah. I, when I started my YouTube channel, I was afraid to be on camera and that's the reason why I started my channel. <laughs> yeah, actually there were times that I had thought um, to myself before, like maybe I could start like a YouTube channel because it was something that I see a lot of people do. I watch a lot of YouTubers and I was thinking like, I wonder what kind of videos I can make. But I always thought, I don't think I'm really comfortable being on camera. I don't really want to put myself out there. But this past week I got thrown on camera and I got yeah. thrown out there. So I got over that. So I think that it might be a possibility yeah. now. It's like, yeah. It's like after the third, the third time, the third, third video, it's like, Oh, this is easy, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you seem very comfortable on camera. You have the whole thing down. Oh, I am. Yeah, I yeah. mean, now it's like I don't I was, have to prepare much. It's like <laughs> I was actually surprised that you didn't have a bigger following, and I'm sure that your channel will continue to grow. And I mean, yeah, some of the topics not everybody's going to agree with, and even people in your own community won't agree with. But I think there are a lot of people who will value your voice here. I know I well, do, I and just that. hearing what you had to say in the Leah Thomas video. That was like, that was some of the things I really needed to hear to say something because the things that you addressed, those were my fears. I didn't want to hurt anybody. And I thought, is this worth it? And then I thought, of course it's worth it. Like, this is so important to so many girls. And I think some people think, well, it's just not important enough of a thing to stir the pot, but it really is. It's something that is such a crucial part to girls and women's lives that we really deserve to have and keep. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people out there who are, like you said, they're supporting you and people are looking up to you and, and this will have an impact going forward. And now, you know, like every time something comes up with trans athletes, you're going to get the phone call like, Hey, you want to come on yeah. the news and talk about trans yeah. <laughs> about this? <laughs> it's it's that's, interesting. That's Cause like, get, yeah. I I'm just a skateboarder, you know, yeah. like, I'm not, I didn't ever think of myself as like an activist or anything. I'm just a skateboarder. Yeah. This just kind of fell into my plate, but yeah. It happens and it happens for, in some of the best. I mean, it, it happens 
I mean, it happens for a reason. I think uh, you are definitely the right person to be out here speaking because you speak very well. You speak very eloquent and it's, and it's really good. And it's, and it's like, you seem so comfortable. Like it's like the Thank same you. way. You seem very comfortable as well doing all these interviews. That. So see, um, I, I was very nervous. Reason. So hearing you say <laughs> that means a lot. I think I've gotten well, more comfortable, but it's, I it's intimidating. I will tell you. Yeah. I will tell you that almost, almost everybody I know that does public speaking and online speaking and stuff like that suffers from some sort of anxiety. So it's kind yeah. of how we get over our anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Just, just do it anyway. Yeah. Well, I think that when you have a drive that you're doing something that you feel like this space needs to be filled, someone has to step up and do it. And if I don't do it, nobody's going to do it. That's when you kind of just make it happen. Because I yeah. didn't really ever view myself as the type of person to do this until I felt like I have to do something. Like I yeah. like I have been put in this position for a reason, and I I think things yeah. happen for a reason. And absolutely, this is a crazy situation. But like I said, I hope that it's not all for nothing. And if nothing else, it's raising awareness, and my story will be a story that people look at when they consider this and when yeah. hopefully there's decisions made about how to handle this, whether yeah, it be I, um, I for like sports in schools, or even if they include other things like the more uh, niche sports like skateboarding. But I think we need to start somewhere. And right now yeah. we can see the way that it's going is not working. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree. But um, so let's, uh, why don't you just tell everybody where they can find you and follow you and support you? Okay. So, um, I just got on Twitter. I'm new to Twitter, so I am still learning how to tweet and all that. <laughs> but I never had much social media. I've only ever had Instagram before this, but my Twitter is TM Silverman and my Instagram page where you can see the original post is Taylor May Silverman. And then, okay. Uh, I don't have the any YouTuber Patreon set up yet, but hopefully in the future that becomes a thing. And if you check out the socials I have now, you can hear about those when they do happen. Yeah, I have. I think I already have those all linked in the description as well. Um, awesome. Thank you. But I yeah, and I, again, uh, thanks for reaching out last week. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Um, Thank I, you. I, for... I really do think that you're doing such. A good, you're doing such great work and like, like you said I think that you you fell into it for a reason like you said things happen for a reason and you are absolutely the right person um, to be speaking out um, on this issue and I I look forward to see seeing what you do in the future with um, the platform you've been given I I really appreciate your support and thank you for using your voice too because I said it before, but it really did inspire me. And I think that hearing more perspectives from people in different, like from different perspectives, just in general on this topic is really helpful. And I think yours matters too. I think that our voices really matter here. So I really yeah. respect that you use yours to speak up for people like myself, because you're not the one who's being impacted negatively by this as much but you're speaking up for the people who are, and that's a sacrifice that you make in your life and face consequences for. So it means a lot. Yes. And I appreciate that. Like I said, um, 
And then uh, everybody in the audience, make sure you go follow Taylor um, and subscribe to her social medias. Watch what she's doing in the future. Uh, subscribe to my social medias. Um, and then make sure you go support our, our sponsors of the channel as well. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks again, Taylor. Thanks again, Sarah. I really appreciate you having me.